Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> uh we just finished watching the oh wait before i do that gotta remind you this is my number one rule or the only rule i have but hard for me to follow you can find us at the ff fathers on twitter and follow us there to get uh updates and all the shows that we post to our twitter page and other cool tweets if you're on the Twitter. Um, that's the only social we have, so probably need to add a couple more for those of the listeners that aren't on Twitter. But Instagram sucks. We'll do dude. That. Yeah, it kind of does, but we're old. We don't understand Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I feel fucking old. I look yeah. at Instagram. God damn. Uh, then you have to post pictures and tell people why you're posting those pictures and that's a lot of okay back in my day when you wanted a picture you took it down to the place and they had to develop it in a dark room okay i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking this take a picture have it immediately what a, what a great conversation to have live on air here yeah <laughs> well you know what um we gotta explain why we're only on twitter and that's it also because we just started so if you're new to the show um this is our first year recording this podcast um uh, between the three of us, we got what four years plus of fantasy football experience. Um, that's like a huge underestimation. What is do you it? Mean? Forty. Like I was it, it, uh, honestly might four? be closer to like forty. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. I, I, oh, we, they said four. No, yeah, we forty. Are four. Oh, okay. You didn't, you okay. Didn't <laughs> forty. Yeah, four zero. Um, so we've been doing this a long time and um obviously we talk about it a lot amongst ourselves and we figured we'd just start putting our um two cents out there because we do pretty well usually in fantasy football he's being nice about it we're we're pretty right about a lot of things like everybody (laughs) we are wrong about things also but we're pretty right um pretty goddamn often so we feel like we had to share that with people yeah um there you go so uh, for this show, uh, get, coming back around here, <laughs> we got waivers for you this week, week 10 waivers. Uh, we'll probably throw, throw some buyer sales in there as we go, uh, but we're going to cover mostly just the waivers that uh, we feel are worth a look this week um, or not and go through those. So um, uh just to cover our basis here, week 10 bye weeks are the Chicago Bears, Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans, and the New York Giants. So you, if you have any players on those teams, you're going to be looking for some replacements, uh, probably having to search the waiver wire a bit for maybe some sneaky plays. Let's be honest. It's really anyone who's on the Bengals. If you have anyone on the Bengals. Yeah, pretty much. Who else are you starting on Chicago or Houston or the Giants right now? So. Well, Montgomery came back tonight, Monday Night Football. Um, you know, he's he's back, so you're going to want to be starting him after the bye week moving forward. Khalil Herbert definitely put back into the backup role. Unfortunately, that well seems to have dried up for now. Um, but, yeah, as you're, you're right. I mean, it's pretty much just the Cincy 
players. Um, so, anyways, uh, moving on <laughs> into our running backs uh, for the waiver wire. Uh, first guy up we got here is Devin Singletary, 63% rostered, so a higher roster rate. But Moss did leave with a concussion um, in the game last week. Singletary had six attempts on the ground for 16 yards, but really the passing work was what was huge. Eight targets through the air, seven receptions, 43 yards. So if Zach Moss is out next week, Singletary, obviously, if he's available, becomes probably the number one pickup, especially if you're in need of a running back, at least for a replacement immediately for next week because he seems to be the only guy that will be involved um, yeah, the, the backup is Taiwan Jones. I think the last time he was relevant was returning kicks for the Raiders like yeah. five years ago. I love that Taiwan Jones is just sticking around the NFL, though, as in, you know, as Eastern fans here. Like, I love that he just like keeps sticking around. Yeah, he's Eastern Still Washington alumni. He is. So, yeah, we love him. But um, if, if he's the third running back on that roster, that kind of shows that Devin Singletary is by far and ahead the yeah. best option so yeah i mean on sleeper he's rostered in 65 percent of leagues already so i mean there's a slim chance that he's available but if he is he should be an absolute pickup if zach moss is out so with that being said actually i would like to introduce our first buyer sell actually because if zach moss is out they are playing the jets as we know you know the worst at giving up points to running backs but devin singletary hasn't done a whole lot this year so buy or sell devin singletary if zach moss is out over 15 points He's only done it once so far this Contingent year. Contingent on Zach Moss being out. Contingent on Zach Moss being out. Um, I would have to buy with eight targets through the air last week and seven receptions. I mean, that passing work alone, you know, in a PPR league, if we're talking PPR, right, or half PPR. Yep. Yeah, um, I'd buy. Um, when we're talking about stuff fantasy wise, can we just like kind of agree on like a general consensus? Like when we're talking about fantasy stuff, like we're pretty much going off of like a half PPR. Yeah, just so fantasy. listeners know. I yeah, mean, that's what we play half PPR. That's what that's our standard essentially. I mean, when we yeah. first started playing, obviously we were that was many many years ago. Um, you know, everyone played standard. Like PPR wasn't even a thing. No, it was. I remember when PPR first came, I was like. Yeah. That's a that's some bullshit. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a dumb way to play. Yeah. And now it's like we're playing half half point PPR. Yeah. yeah. And then finally we came we were, you know came around also like everyone else did and half PPR is the way to go. And you know every league I play in that's half PPR. I think that's just the new standard. But yeah, um, Devin Singletary. So you're buying that trade fifteen plus. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify just to make sure when people are listening, you know, like when we say stuff like that, we're, we, you know, we're keeping things in mind as far as a half PPR mindset. Yeah. Like 90% of the time. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I'm going to sell it. I just don't have that much faith in, uh, faith in Devin Singletary. Wow. Against the Jets, though. Against like, the Jets. Running even, back. even with Zach Moss. Out. You're just going to build this beautiful product and sell it to us. <laughs> I know. And then not <laughs> buy I feel it. like I've been bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that's a, I think it was a good buy or sell. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to sell. I just don't have any faith in them anymore, man. Yeah. Well, the Jets are Jets. Um, uh, Bills in general, was it was a crappy game last week against the Jags. Uh, they lost. Honestly, the- <laughs> The most confusing six. loss of the entire season. <laughs> Somehow that happens. Crazy week all around in the NFL, which I feel like we've been saying every week, but um, Bills losing to the Jags 9-6. to six. I don't think anyone saw that coming. So Talk about being bamboozled. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I just I expect the Bills to come out and and just absolutely crap all over the Jets and um I think Singletary's bound to get a good chunk of that with Zach Moss being banged up. So yeah, I'll buy. Uh Kenyon Drake, uh another guy that's rostered in a lot of leagues, sixty sixty five percent of leagues. Um but he's worth a look because of the high target share in the receiving game. Eight targets, six receptions, 70 yards. So if he's available, um, I think he's worth an add at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it's a weird add. Um, I guess that's like a, the dumbest way to describe it, really. It's someone you're going to add to your team. It's not like you're going to like, oh, I'm going to for sure start him. It'll, it'll be very hit or miss, and you have to kind of just monitor the Raiders situation. So, I mean, Kenyon Drake, I, I do like him, but, I mean, if you're sitting good at running back, he'll only add confusion to your roster if you already have a solid roster. You know, the weird thing is, that, like, how is he still available in 35% of the leagues? In half-point PPR leagues, he's ranked 28th as a running back. Yeah, he should. That, that means he's actually flex-worthy, like, week in and week out. How is he not rostered in 100% of leagues yet? Don't know. I mean, his... I mean, local Raiders fan here, obviously, but, <laughs> I mean, his stat line, honestly, like, 80% of those stats came in the fourth quarter. For whatever reason, he wasn't being used, because last week I had a take. Me and Jim were disagreeing. Uh, he thought J- Josh Jacobs would have a better fantasy performance. I thought Kenyon Drake would. Uh, so I was like really watching the game, hoping Kenyon Drake would perform. And the first three, <laughs> first three quarters, I'm just like, okay, I was wrong. Like Kenyon Drake is not part of the offense. Then all of a sudden, he showed up and he was on the the field basically for the whole quarter. Yeah. So it's it's really hit or miss with him. It's definitely really, uh, game script dependent. But they play the Chiefs in Week Ten. If somehow the Chiefs can get their shit together and and be winning this game, then I think Drake stands a good chance of getting involved. But yeah, I think you're right. It's Definitely depended on game flow. Um, moving on, Ramondre Stevenson is our next running back uh, worth a look. Obviously, he's only rostered in 14% of leagues. Um, he's kind of been added and then dropped throughout the – people have just really been waiting on him to break out. But he finally produced his first 100-yard scrimmage game, game of uh, his career. Uh, ran the ball really well. He averaged six. Point two yards per carry, uh, while Damian Harris only ra- averaged two yards per per carry, um, and Stevenson led the Patriots in receiving yards, um, even though Mac Jones only threw for 139 yards on the game <laughs> total. Um, but it looked like Ramondre for at least this week um, really kind of took hold of the running back two role. Um, how do you guys feel about Stevenson? Should people look to prioritize him? Um, probably the issue is that with David Harrison being in the concussion protocol, he could get, you know, it could be all week, all week. They just day to day, day to day. And then Sunday after Sunday morning, they're like, Oh yeah, he's good to go. And then he plays. And then Ramondre, um, it was almost a waste of that. So keep an eye on that. Just to make sure. I think you should probably target him. Cause if David Harris is out, He's uh, an easy flex play, if not better. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It's he was on the field for twenty seven percent of snaps and ran the ball ten times. That's that's a lot of times to run the ball and just to be on the field for you know only twenty seven percent of the time. So yeah. obviously, if he's on the field for a lot, it seems like they they're very comfortable running the ball with him. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just kind of it seems to be bouncing around in that backfield as it always does year to year. Um, so you're kind of playing the the flyer game uh, back there. I mean, Damian Harris definitely has a, his role secured, but outside of that, it's kind of like who knows week to week, but worth a stash. Going better forward. than it has been yeah. in the last like, 10 years. For sure, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this next guy is definitely just a, a flyer. Uh, Deonta Foreman, hey, he's only rostered in 2% of leagues, uh, but he had 22% of the snaps last week, five carries, 29 yards. A um, hell of an average. I mean, he averaged almost six yards a carry. Yeah, and it seemed like the Titans were kind of trying all three out. That is Adrian Peterson, Foreman, and um, – McNichols so uh he's kind of a flyer if Adrian Peterson doesn't work out for the Titans here's my um mostly uneducated opinion on this we all agree that McNichols like look the most uh athletic and explosive right as far as like those three running backs McNichols Peterson without question uh, right um one thing I, I kind of like was saving for the podcast is I thought Foreman really looked like um, he wasn't the most explosive, but he looked the the person who was like who would fit the role the most, um, as as far as replacing Derrick Henry out of those three running backs. The way he was running, like just on those five carries, I, he was the only one I could really envision being like, okay, maybe he'll take most of the carries. Obviously, like we know how we uh, we've talked about Adrian Peterson, we think he's going to end up taking it over. But the way that Foreman looked, it made me kind of second guess it. I'm just like, okay, he actually is running pretty strong. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean Peterson kind of looked. He definitely looked rusty. He yeah, he's, he wasn't level, great. His pad level was he was running really high. Um, you know they're even calling it out in the broadcast um, like multiple times. That's how bad. It was. Like they called him out multiple times in the broadcast on it. Yeah, and and it was obvious, right? And you know, um, so we'll see. What, he got that goal line touch though, yeah. and that's actually one. That's like the only carry where he actually lowered his pads and carried you know carried him into the end zone and and got the touchdown. So. I think at right right now it's safe to say Peterson's probably getting all of those goal line touches at this point. I mean, we'll see what happens moving forward, but um, Foreman at the most part is worth a flyer and a stash to see how that breaks out. Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason I even said what I said. It, it was intriguing because I was like, okay, this is better than I expected, and he, he just looked like someone who would fit more for what they're trying to replace. Uh, Naeem Hines. Had a big day. Called it. <laughs> if you're listening to our matchup episode, you would have heard Tyler Big Herbie uh, and his take on Naeem Hines saying he was in for a big day, uh, and that he was. He had six rushing attempts for 74 yards and a touchdown, six targets through the air, four receptions for 34 yards, um, season high, 108 yards from scrimmage, Um Big game. Um, Still only rostered in just over half the leagues on Sleeper. Um, Obviously has, um, you know, not been great the last few games before this game, but I think he definitely has value in PPR leagues in good matchups, and they play the Jags next week. Yeah, he's definitely interesting, and really as far as, like, handcuffs go, he's one of the better ones to have in the league. Naeem Hines, he, he's a fan favorite of the Colts. And ever since I found that out and after watching a couple Colts games last year and seeing how he runs, I drafted him this year in our home league, and I've been holding on to him. 
and you convinced me to start him last week. <laughs> and I did, luckily. And yeah, he produced. Had the 18.8 in our half PPR league. It's, it's just so boomer bust with him. I, I really just only see him as a handcuff at this point, unless you're in a really deep PPR league. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a matchup play if you're ever going to put him in your lineup. Um, but as a handcuff, I mean, he's probably one of the best, if not, you know, probably what, top five handcuffs in the league if you if you need one. So Yeah, and, you know, they love him there in Indianapolis. That's the other, like, if, when they have a chance to get Naeem Hines involved, they get him involved. So um, I agree with all things that were said. Well, speaking of handcuffs, it is handcuff season, folks. We're getting it. It really is time to cuff. Well, up. first of all, right, it's getting colder. Blah blah blah. Yeah, real life stuff. Who cares about any of that? Fantasy football wise, we're in the second half of our fantasy football season. Second half of the NFL season. People are going to start getting injured. Cuffs are going to start to really matter more than they already have been getting injured because it's been pretty rough out there in the streets. If anything, that should make you more worried. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, moving on to our next guy here, Mark Ingram is rostered in 38% of leagues. Look, he had a a week worthy of note last week for especially like PPR uh, moving forward. Nine attempts on the ground, 43 yards uh, rushing, but he had five targets, five receptions, 21 yards. Um, we like to see five targets for running backs. Um, if that type of role continues or expands he could definitely have some low-end ppr flex moving forward um so i think he's worth mentioning here also in a you know playing for a team that that loves him and adores him and and wants to get him involved oh yeah definitely i think he's probably one of the more like maybe the most intriguing name on our list that i've seen so far off the top of the head, there's a couple more guys I definitely like, but definitely for running backs, I think Mark Ingram's one of the better pickups of the week. Someone whose role could really expand, just like you were saying, on a team that likes him a lot, is a team who's really lacking weapons. Um, yeah, it's uh, I it just it makes sense for them to involve him more. Yeah, I I agree, and yeah, I'm a Kamara owner, so I like actually Ingram going back there like scared the hell out of me because. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, they, I mean, up in the first, you know, what, three years of Kamara's career, I mean, they basically split carries, like, you know, right. week in, week out. And I think they're probably going to go back to that. Um, they both got a ton of receiving work out of, the, out of the backfield, which is great. So I think there actually is a place for, uh, obviously, Kamara, you're starting. Like, you're not, that's not a question. But there's definitely a place for, uh, for Mark Ingram to really make a dent, you know, and become fancy relevant again. I was going to say, honestly, they, they could be like a poor man's Cleveland have two running backs that are worthy of starting and in a way different types of roles, obviously, but um, I could definitely see like marking on Carbonat a nice role. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like how this whole offense evolves moving forward. Does Taysom Hill, you think come in and, and overtake Trevor Simeon at some point? I mean, uh, that's what we were all calling for last week, but obviously they went the Trevor, Trevor Simeon route um, but yeah, a lot of question marks, I think moving forward in this offense. Well, while you're talking about Trevor Simeon, like, do you really think they're going to stick with him? His, his stats were like when Taysom Hill was still, um, like when they were still questioning whether or not they even wanted him, like, like those stats that he put up were, just, they were just not good. Like, if I remember right at one point, it was like 15 for 27, like 150 yards. It's just like su- such mediocre stats. It's like something you would expect Taysom Hill to put up like two years ago. Oh, he actually had a by the end of the game. I'm not sure where it was. I didn't watch this game at all. I got completely honest there. But uh, I mean his fin- his final stat line wasn't 
awful. He finished with 15 points, 25 of 41 for 249 and two touchdowns. It wasn't terrible by the end of it. It could have been a lot of garbage time scores, but... I mean, let's break yeah. that down a little bit, though. So, like, 49 attempts for 249 yards. 41 attempts. Oh, 41 attempts. I mean, that's not Okay, that, that's not as bad, but still, I mean, that's, like, like yeah, six, I mean, seven yards an attempt. It's not very good. Well, and they lost the game. You know, it wasn't all... It, their defense kind of let them down in that game, if I'm remembering right, but um, Trevor Simeon definitely didn't, like, lose them the game, but he didn't bring anything like he just game managed yeah. basically yeah um, honestly i'm not surprised though that Taysom Hill came back a little slower than expected he you know his first game back they put him back in like that same role he's been in for most of his career that that kind of gadgety stuff um could he eventually end up taking over for sure um in terms of Simeon i mean obviously you're not going to start him but 41 attempts and in terms of like not many yards, but of course, because there's like who is he throwing the ball to? There's like no, there's no weapons on this team. That's why the running backs got eleven targets. Yeah. Uh, so so we agree. Like uh, that's why I brought it up. It's like so Taysom Hill is like the obvious answer. I don't see why they would stick with Trevor Simeon. He he didn't yeah, like. Yeah. I think they need that that you know um, that edge. They need something explosive or unique to the offense. I mean, obviously you have Alvin Kamara, but if there's no threat throwing the ball, yeah. you got to evolve past that. Sean Payton will, I think, you know, I think you keep Taysom Hill on your bench. It, I think he takes over sooner rather than later, um, which will be good for fantasy. Who knows if it'll be good for the Saints, but. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Howard, uh, next guy on the list, only rostered in 17% of the leagues, been creeping up uh, since his two touchdowns last week, uh, played 40% of the snaps this week while carrying the ball at a team high 17 times for 71 yards and a touchdown. Um, I guess they're going with Jordan Howard <laughs> while Miles Sanders is out. Um, so, you know... <sighs> Yeah, for me, I'm just avoiding this backfield completely, you know. Um, and if you have Miles Sanders, wait for him to come back and, you know, I guess pick up Jordan Howard and play him. Because Kenneth Gainwell, since Miles Sanders has been out, hasn't gotten one target through the air yet, um, which doesn't make sense at all. Um, but, yeah, they're going with Jordan Howard, it looks like, and uh, a little bit of Boston Scott, so... Is he worth an ad to you guys? In deep leagues. Yeah. If you're maybe in a 12, but 14, 16, he's probably already rostered too. Um, but you're def- he's definitely just a bench player. Um, if you're in a real bind, I guess you could flex him if you absolutely have to. But, I mean, you can't expect this kind of production week in, week out. Yeah. I mean, I when Miles Sanders comes back, he's you're probably just going to have to drop him, right? I mean, I yeah, he might retain goal line work but i think that's about it i pretty much agree with you guys as far as the whole eagle situation i mean but for whatever reason he's putting up points right obviously he's just like kind of a touchdown vulture but he has a good running average last couple games with miles sanders out three touchdowns if if miles sanders is out again it it just makes sense that he's going to score points he's definitely worth a flex if miles sanders is out again i mean yeah like you said three touchdowns the past two games you know, seventeen point seven. Well, I mean, Sanders is out because they did put him on IR on Saturday, so he's oh, yeah, he out for, for sure a minimum out. of three weeks. 
Okay, see, honestly, like that, that okay, that makes Jordan Howard the, my best running back waiver pickup. Then I'll put him over um, Mark you Ingram. You think so? Uh, yeah, I'll put him over Mark Ingram. But then at the same Mark time, Mark Ingram has longer term play. But at the same time, like next week, they play Denver. Are you going to play me against Denver? Like, I, 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 they just smoked Zeke. in this running back landscape. You have to play whoever's getting a majority of rushes. Man, that's dice. I mean, like, Denver just shut down Zeke. Well, like with injuries and whatnot, I, I guarantee there's so many people that are really like, like, should I play, you know, Jordan Howard or any of these guys that we're really naming right now? Yeah. And I, I think that Jordan Howard would be one of the guys on the top of the list from the guys that we're talking about. Yeah, for next yeah. week, for sure. Honestly, I mean, just a, kind of a side point on this backfield. It's amazing that Kenneth Gainwell's uh, involvement dropped after Sanders went out. Yep. It He's, doesn't make any it doesn't make sense. Like he was like clearly the number two back in this in this role or you know in this backfield. Well, not even just a back. They they would put him in the slot and yeah. you know motion him around and and get him involved that way. And now and like he's like now. barely even plays. No. It's it's weird. Yeah. You know, I met an Eagles fan at work today. I'm a bartender for everybody listening. And it's not often you can feel uh bad for another NFL fan as a Raiders fan. <laughs> but when he said the Eagles, I told him I was sorry. <laughs> that's that's something, especially, you know, in what's happening today. Especially recently. Last, yeah, yeah. The reason I, we recent times are rough. Now we walked into the we walked into the walk in cooler and we cried. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good cry. <laughs> um you know Benjamin makes the list this week. He's says he's rostered in zero percent of leagues currently. Um, and well, waivers haven't gone through yet this yeah. week. Um, just kind of funny, but um, Chase Edmonds went out with the high ankle sprain. He's probably going to be out four to six weeks. Um, Eno Benjamin had a an electric run, uh, I believe, in garbage time points uh, last week against the Niners. But he trucked Dre Kirkpatrick on his way to the end zone, um, and it was. Pretty brutal. Um, finished with nine rushes, 39 yards, and a touchdown, 4.3 yards per carry. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say he'll slide into that Chase Edmonds role moving forward. And, you know, now how much is that role worth? Obviously, Chase Edmonds not getting any of the valuable touches, but supplying a nice floor through his usage in the offense and his yardage. Um, you know, Benjamin kind of fits that mold. Um, but again, if James Connor's taking all the red zone touches and scoring all the touchdowns, you know, who's to say how much that, that role is really going to be worth while Chase Edmonds is out. I, I have to disagree with you that, Eno's is going to fill the Chase Edmonds role. Um, not that you're wrong. I just think the roles are going to change with Chase Edmonds out. Um, like they'll actually use um, James Conner like in the passing outside game. of the red zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, like James Conner, right? He he never had more than two catches all season until Chase Edmonds went out, finished the game with five catches, right? Yeah. You know, Benjamin didn't even get a target in the games that he has played this year, which is really just two of them, and, and really like one point one game. He played like barely in one in, in a different game. So it's hard to tell if he's really going to be involved in the passing game, and that's the only way he's really going to get involved. Other than that, he's going to be just picking up little uh, backup running back carries at that point. So I think this is going to be um, someone I would avoid personally. Uh, just a, He's going to be like a result of extra publicity from that awesome truck over Drake Kirkpatrick. 
but yeah, I mean, I I definitely think it'll be more split, probably more so 60-40 or, you know, 70-30 maybe James Conner. But they haven't used James Conner in a, in a featured capacity yet. So I I really, you know, I'm struggling to see what that will look like. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, last game it's like, you know, 77% snaps, 21 carries. Obviously, yeah. that's that's them, like, reacting on the fly, though. Like, yeah, okay, right. Chase Edmonds is out. This is what we have to do. But, I mean, he's not necessarily been the feature back, but, I mean, he's still playing, you know, 40 to 50% of snaps week in, week out. He's had, before last week, he's had four other games where, or three other games where he had more than 15 carries. Yep. So, I mean, he's still getting the workload. And with that being said, if for some reason James Conner's not rostered in your league, uh, he should be your number one waiver wire oh, priority. Yeah, obviously. Like, I, it's very slim. Like He, he on finished sleeper, as the number one overall player on the week. Yeah, I mean, on, on Sleeper, he's rostering 86% of leagues. And honestly, I don't care what platform you're playing fantasy football on. It should be 100% come Wednesday morning when waivers go through. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why he's not rostered in all leagues. It's, that is very strange. Um. But we'll see what happens with Eno moving forward. Definitely some uh, opportunity there with Chase Edmonds being out for the next four to six weeks. I'm putting the no in Eno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last guy we're going to mention, the running back group, Ty Johnson, rostered in 18% of leagues. Pretty much just hoping check down Charlie is back starting uh, for the New York Jets. That's Mike White. Um, if that is the case... Um, Ty Johnson's in for some good receiving work. So, um, Mike White is expected to start. He's he's good to go according to reports. Yeah, Johnson scored 12 fantasy points his fourth straight game with over 11 points. So, not a great amount of volume, but he's got a little floor there that's kind of been established as the you know receiving and backup role to Michael Carter. It's kind of wild how much weight Mike White's throwing around after one uh, really good game. Definitely a good game. But, like, I mean, we're, we're talking about, like, Jets players, like, they're actually relevant for once. Yeah. yeah it was kind of weird. Uh, honestly, one other guy I want to throw in there just in case. Uh, James Robinson is supposed to be back this week. But if he's not, Carlos Hyde is absolutely worth a pickup. He'll get a ton of looks this weekend again. Yep, for sure. Urban loves him some Carlos Hyde. Uh, he also loves him some blonde Ohio woman hide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get up on that hide there. Uh, receivers. Uh, let's move on to the receivers. Michael Gallup, uh, rostered in 58% of leagues. Um, he is was questionable to come back last week. Didn't end up coming back, uh, but is expected to be back in week 10 against the Falcons. Um, so keep an eye on him throughout the week, um, see how he practices. Um, but if he is back and ready to go, it seems likely that he will fill right back into his wide receiver three role there in the Dallas offense, which has some value for sure. Yeah, Michael Gallup's definitely interesting. Uh, Honestly, when I think about him in fantasy with him coming back, I I think about the fantasy implications for Dak, Amari, and CD because when he's healthy and in the offense, everyone else plays so much better. Yeah. He's not necessarily someone that, I mean, he's a boomer bust guy at that point once he comes back and is healthy. But we'll see. Before the season started, this is someone I had big hopes for, you know, but 
I was hoping they could have like 3,000 yard receivers and he'd be one of them, that kind of thing. Um, but obviously things change. So he's definitely capable of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it kind of sucks that he's definitely slotted into that number three role, which is going to make it tough for him to get a lot of looks. Um, but the talent, the talent's there. He's definitely more when he's there. He's definitely more of the deep play guy. Like he, he goes down. He just he's so good at high pointing the ball. So you're always gonna get you know a couple shots from him. Probably game in, a week in a week out of getting a you know deep play ball. Whereas like Amari's your he's your possession receiver and CD's your dynamic one. Who they they like to get him in quick screens, all kinds of stuff like that to make big plays. But Gallup is like he's your he's your real you know just throw it up, let him go make a play kind of type of guy. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, and he's still only rostering about half league. So, uh, go take a look. He's definitely worth an ad. But so is this next guy. This is your weekly reminder to pick up Rashad Bateman, who's still only rostered in fifty percent or fifty-seven percent of leagues. What is this? Like six weeks in a row? <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. I'm exaggerating. It has to be at it's least four, that. though. Yeah. Hey, honestly, it was two weeks before he was supposed to come off off of IR. We were yeah. talking about yeah. it. Like it's crazy because that's when I was stashing him on my IR, um, you know, just waiting for him to come back and he's here and, um, he's here, <laughs> he's arrived. Uh, but no, look, eight, eight targets last week again, uh, you know, only finished with five receptions for 52 yards, but he's the clear, you know, um, other we- third weapon in this offense behind Marquise Brown and, and Mark Andrews right now, which is, which is exactly what we want. Um, and I think he's, you know, got big play, uh, capability and is, you know, definitely a a presence in the red zone. So he's got a ton of upside, um, you know, double digit points in two straight, um, games. So, um, he's establishing a floor as well. So Rashad Bateman should be owned in all leagues. We we just need to like write up a script about Rashad Bateman and we'll just read the same thing every week until everyone just starts picking this guy up. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. They're passing more than ever. Lamar's passing better than he ever has. They have nobody worthy in the running back locker room that you can even like really point out. I mean, everything's pointing to like them throwing the goddamn ball and throwing it better than ever. (laughs) Like, why would you not pick him up? (laughs) Not to mention, I mean, as we, (laughs) Bateman, Andrews, Brown, those are the only guys even getting targets on this offense too. Like, those are the three guys. Like it's crazy that he's only at fifty percent, seven percent of leagues. And if yep. you're like me, you might be thinking, "What about Sammy Watkins?" Okay, if you saw Sammy Watkins do anything this year, you wouldn't be worried. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he, he's not moving very well this late in his career. No, no it, Bateman's definitely surpassed him already. I mean, it's he's the clear and obvious next weapon. Oh, shit, when he passed Sammy Watkins, we got drafted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, that's what I'm saying. Don't be worried. Yeah, exactly. And quit waiting on Bateman. He should be on your team. Uh, the next guy rostered in quite a few leagues, but definitely worth note after he finally had a relevant week, Brandon Ayuk rostered in 72% of leagues right now on sleeper, um, maybe less on different platforms. I've noticed sleeper is definitely a bit more competitive in that the roster rates seem to be a little bit higher on these types of guys, but, uh, he played 93% of snaps, which were the most this season for Brandon Ayuk. Got eight targets most this season, six receptions most this season, 89 yards to the air most, most this season. season. <laughs> and he also got one touchdown. 
Uh, most of season. season. <laughs> Tied for most of season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, he's you know he seems to finally be um, establishing himself back into the offense, um, and honestly could have a huge second half. Like if you're able to pick this guy up and put him in your flex, and he's going to be putting up double digit fantasy points from here on out. You know that could be a league winning type of ad. So. Brandon Ayuk should be rostered across the league now at this point. And really, once he starts proving himself, he's going to start getting more yards, and Debo's going to get less yards. Debo's on like historic paces right now for yardage and things like that. It's just not really sustainable as much as well. You would the Niners like to see. are losing, right? It's like yeah. you got to do something else. You got to yeah. change it up because you're losing games, and in they're starting to get into the point where they're becoming you know, out of contention completely. So, you know, how how soon do we see Trey Lance and, and all that? You know, those are also questions to bring up. God damn it. Jimmy Garoppolo looks good, but he don't play the football well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Yep. I think we could, you know, see the reins turned over, if especially if they keep losing. I mean. Yeah. I mean, Ayuk should be rostered in basically all leagues at this point. I'm not necessarily trying to start him yet. Yeah. Um, I want like probably an, at least one more week of like, oh, hey, he's actually part of this game plan um, before I put him into my starting lineup, but he should definitely be rostered. Oh, stash for sure. Yeah, it made some really nice plays though last week. I mean, at this point, I, if he hasn't earned it, like I don't know what else they want him to do. The, the NFL um, talk right now is he's finally getting out of the doghouse. Yeah. Whatever that means. So it looks good for him. Uh, Van Jefferson rostered in 52% of leagues. He firmly has the number three wide receiver role on this team. Um, like we were talking about, I think last week, um, seven targets last week for 41 yards. Um, but like we said, he's one of the more, more safe, almost wide receiver handcuffs in the league. Um, uh, I think, you know, I, I think between him cup and uh, Woods, they're all like 18-plus target share. Cup is way up there in like 30-plus, but the next closest guy has like 8 or 9% on the team um, outside of Tyler Higbee, of course. Um, but so, yeah, it's 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 Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, then Van Jefferson, and then, you know, Tyler Higbee also thrown in there. But Jefferson should definitely be owned or rostered in more than 52% of leagues. Yeah, I mean, he's the reason why they'd release Deshaun Jackson. They have so much confidence in him as being that third guy that they're like, we don't need Deshaun. We don't need to be paying you a veteran minimum when we're paying this guy, like, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year versus your million dollars a year or a million plus, whatever it is anymore. Um, and he is by, yeah, he's a huge deep threat for them, for them in this offense. I mean, he's the guy who, like, the every play that's, you know, a 40 yard pass, like, it's going to him. You know, Cup and, Cup and, and Woods are your guys that are coming across the middle making the, the consistent play, you know, you know, drive after drive after drive. But Van Jefferson's your home run threat. So he should be rostered in more leagues. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. He, he's honestly like a textbook example of like a boom or bust third wide receiver option in a very explosive offense. It's just a matter of whether or not he gets his gets his looks. Um, Real quick, I want to do a buy or sell. Okay. And I want to back up a little bit back up to Brandon Ayuk because I was just thinking about it and they're playing the Rams next week. (laughs) 
They play the Rams. So um, I, I'll put it at a buy or sell 12 and a half points, Brandon Ayuk. So he's only done it twice this year. Hard, that was a hard sell. That was a hard sell there by Trey. It's an easy one. Okay. <laughs> it's an easy one. Wow. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> Wait, it's easy. Twice in nine weeks. Yeah. I'll take those odds. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got a point. You got a yeah. point. I mean, sure. <laughs> honestly, I'm going off of straight stats and just the fact that he's like so hit or miss. We all know that he's capable. It's just a matter of him being trusted. And it looks like he's being more trusted. I don't know if he's that trusted yet. I mean, he has seen a consistent jump in his snap share in the last three weeks. Uh, you know, topping out ninety three percent last week, and they're gonna be playing from behind. I mean, they're gonna be passing because they're playing the Rams. They're gonna, you know, it's not even gonna be close in terms of uh, that. So they're gonna be passing a lot, and I don't feel great about it, but I'm gonna buy. Jimmy Garoppolo's passing a lot, dude. Think about that, Jimmy G. <laughs> I um, I I have to buy too, just because. Debo's been a little banged up, and I have to believe, just for my own mental health, that Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> You've been on Ayuk all year. And will like have a good second okay, half. I'm just going to tell you, that's your first mistake, considering your mental health. <laughs> with fantasy football. Putting my mental health on the line, okay. yeah. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I'm going to buy, because I think um, even though it's the Rams, you know, tough defense, and Niners haven't looked good. Yeah, now I'm kind of talking myself out, um, but I'm going to stick with it. Bye. Yeah, you already said it. it's on wax, dude. On I'm wax. the only one that sold it. Y'all are fucked. <laughs> it's on <laughs> wax. It's on wax, dude. It's, I'm not deleting it. Nope. Not getting edited. <laughs> Post nothing. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, DPJ, is rostered in 22% of leagues. Um People Jones hauled in a 60-yard touchdown on an over-the-shoulder catch in the third quarter uh, last week. Kind of saved his day. But also, he can make those plays, right? I mean, um, the second-year wideout has kind of moved into the starting lineup now with, obviously, the Odell Beckham Jr. saga. Um, So, how do you guys feel about uh, DBJ? You think um, you should prioritize picking him up? moving here moving forward this is one of the situations where i wish i would have watched more browns games because from looking at his stat line it looks like he's not necessarily like your typical replacement for someone like obj you know just a big play deep threat receiver i'm curious if they think he's going to be that guy i don't know maybe maybe they're looking at Rashard higgins actually you know oh gosh now i'm looking at the stat line I don't think they're going to be looking at Rashard Higgins. There's someone we're not thinking about right now that's going to be replaced in wide receiver too. That's not going to be DPJ. Um, I just um, his, his stat line just doesn't really indicate it. But but for I, me, it's like replacing what you know, like what has Odell done that needs to be replaced? Like if it, in all honesty, they're just looking for anything on the outside outside of Jarvis. I mean, in my opinion, I think it's like. Odell really hasn't done shit. <laughs> so you're not really looking to replace him. You're well you are, but you're also looking to, you know, get some sort of production outside of just Jarvis Landry. And 
you know, I think, I think that, you know, coming back to fantasy, I think Donovan Peoples Jones is worth a flyer ad, um, to see how it, how it breaks out. But I'm not, I haven't been confident in any Cleveland wide receiver from the get go, you know, even in the off season, I wasn't like, Oh, you should draft Jarvis. You should draft Odell. Like I was, no, I was not drafting either of those guys. So for me, I'm like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not too worried about it. I don't think he'll have a huge impact on the second half of the season, you know, um, but there is that off chance that he does. So it's honestly the only reason I brought it up. I just get this weird fantasy football gut feeling just looking from his stat line and like him looking to be the wide receiver too. It's just not lining up for some reason, man. But who knows? That that's just me being like honestly like some weird juju kind of stuff, not Smith Schuster like voodoo. Yeah, is what and, I'm and maybe because like. <laughs> maybe because he couldn't, you know, he couldn't get. Maybe because it was Odell was there, and that's why you know they couldn't get dominant people Jones as involved as maybe they wanted to. But still, um, you know, it's not like he had a ton of targets last game. He had that one big play that really made him fantasy relevant. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm con- I would consider him someone I would, you know, put on my roster to see what happens, but man, this passing offense is crazy. I'm like I'm like literally I'm looking up everybody I know on this as a pass catcher on this on this Browns offense. And so Don Peoples Jones, three targets. Jarvis Landry, five targets. Uh Austin Hooper. Let me get there. Richard uh, Higgins had zero. Two two targets. Uh and Joku had three targets. Uh, Chubb had two targets. Ernest Johnson had zero targets. Rashad Higgins had zero targets. Who the hell is catching these balls? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of been the story all year, though, with this team. So I don't think you can rely on any pass catchers here. Um... I mean, Baker threw the ball 21 times. Who else is getting targets? Because I only named, like, seven. Like, where are these going? (laughs) See, we haven't really said it, but just from everything we've said, it sounds like none of us like as much as we've all liked Donovan Peoples Jones in the last like well, really month just or you two. Me, I, think, I don't think James gives a uh, fuck about uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I think James really does. Yeah, me and Irby definitely like like the upside of him, but we, I, I, I feel like I've seen enough. Too many red flags, man. I think we're all pretty sure that he's not going to be the guy you're looking for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. Um, speaking of, has just officially signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so, uh, Raiders, you know, hoping he can fill in with some deep threat, um, plays only rostered in 7% of leagues right now. So went unclaimed on waivers and then the Raiders swooped him up. Um, and it's official. He's only got 15 targets, 221 yards and a touchdown. Uh, through seven weeks of the season. So Deshaun Jackson, big name, but are you guys excited about him at all? As a Raiders fan, I personally, I'm excited about him coming to the team. Fantasy-wise, it just like doesn't even like move my meter one little bit. Um, it's, it's such a small percentage chance that he'll he'll see a large part of this offense um, you'll have to wait a couple of weeks, but if you really have faith in him, then stash him. Why not? You know, um, it's it'd be very easy to replace Zay Jones because he's been replaced by a, han- <laughs> a handful of receivers during the time he's been on the Raiders. Yeah, I, and I'm not like shitting on Zay Jones. It just has happened. He's been on the Raiders for like three years now, and every year he's looked great. But there's always been someone better than him. 
So, I mean, if Deshaun Jackson replaces him, I'll start paying attention. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, fancy wise, I like doesn't move the needle at all. He's still going to be the, basically the exact same role he was in with with the Rams. He's the fourth receiver, you know, on this on this team. And not to mention, they're not to mention, like throwing the tight end, uh, you know, who's the number one option for the offense. Like he's like the fifth passing option. Yeah, maybe even six. You put in Kenyon Drake, like Deshaun, like Deshaun Jackson is gonna get what one or two targets a game. Yeah, maybe. And just to really scare you away from that, the first game without Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards literally had zero points fantasy. So, <laughs> solid. Um, it's yeah, well, the Raiders are a question mark to be figured out. Well, I mean, the entire passing game was not was not there for the Raiders this weekend. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't was, a good day for sure. I mean, it was it was all Kenyon Drake and and Josh Jacobs. Yep. Uh, Russell Gage rostered in 37% of leagues. Uh, eight targets last week. Seven receptions, 64 yards. He was banged up in uh, week eight, uh, which kind of led to his zero stat line. Uh, but this week, healthy, active. Um, he produced a pretty quality game. Um, so it looks like he's kind of operating as the number one wideout while Calvin Ridley is away, um, and he's got a great matchup against Dallas next week. You know, obviously, when we say number one wideout, Kyle Pitts is the number one receiver on this team, but they need someone else to catch balls on the outside. Um, so Russell Gage still not rostered in many leagues. Um, to me, he's definitely worth an ad. What about you guys? I'm honestly surprised to see him on this list. Just because, um, I guess this looks been the fantasy landscape that we're in right now, right? Like I had Russell Gage been holding on to him for weeks just to see if the Falcons would figure it out with him, and nothing's going on. Then we figure out Calvin Ridley's not coming back, things like that, and all of a sudden Russell Gage is like interesting again. This is someone I was going to drop, and this is someone I'm glad I held on to. So I, I think sure. he'll be worthy moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we said it last week on the show. Like someone has to step up. Right, someone does, and he seems, he seemed like he did at least for a little bit here. Um, does he keep it going? Not sure. Uh, obviously, the other guy I think is worth a look is obviously his running mate, uh, Alameda Zacchaeus. <laughs> is that right? I think that was right. Way to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pronounce it as like as worse as he possibly can, and that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the Mister Ro- Mister Roman Emperor himself, uh, Zacchaeus. But um, I mean, he scored two touchdowns, but only had three targets. So it's a yeah. de- it's a deeper ad, but he's worth a look. But I think Gage is definitely the guy to go after. Someone has to step up to you know run with with Kyle Pitts, and he's got to. I think he. I think he's the guy. I think all of us actually. He was a. He was one of those like sleeper picks all off season. Yep. And then he just came to the league, or came into the yeah you know, week one and shit the bed, and has continued to shit the bed week in and week out. Yeah. Um, but I think with Ridley out, he's he's the guy. Yeah, and and Matt Ryan's looked better, and so you know they they have to form some identity. Cordell Patterson had some nice targets last week, some deep throws. Um, but still, I still think they need someone else on the outside, a threat outside of Kyle Pitts. Um, so yeah, definitely worth a stash. Uh, the next guy, Elijah Moore, rostered in 40% of leagues. He scored not only his first touchdown of his career 
uh, last week, but also his second. Two touchdowns on the day, which, you know, I've um, stashed this guy um, in some leagues and didn't start him last week, obviously. I, you know, I don't know who would have, you know, in, unless you're in the craziest, deepest of leagues, but hadn't scored a touchdown yet, but exploded last week with eight targets, seven receptions, 84 yards, and two touchdowns with mostly Josh Johnson at quarterback. Um, Honestly, looking forward, like who knows how this week to week, how this offense is going to do. They could do absolutely terrible or they could, you know, makes or have some fantasy production. But Elijah Moore as a football player, like as an individual, he's a really good player. Um, so if they can continue to get him targets like this, I think he will provide value moving forward. Yeah, um, obviously, if you remember last week, I said don't pick up Elijah Moore. Uh, <laughs> and uh, James uh, definitely shat on me to come come our Thursday episode for the matchups on that. But um, it, this, he's now had three straight games of at least six targets. Um, and he's actually catching most of those now, the last two for sure. So at this point, he sh- he's worthy of a roster spot because I think his at this point they're seeing how much of a talent he is. And they're going to continue to expand his role. Show. Oh yeah, definitely. And like with with Mike White at the helm, if he does come back, I th- I think it's he just elevates the offense, so it, it definitely increases his value. But the nice, the, the funny thing is, like the last three games, basically haven't have had three different starting quarterbacks, and he still had the six targets in all of them. So yeah. that means it's not just whoever's throwing the ball; it's this offense is realizing that he's can be a productive factor to it. Yeah. Yeah playmaker for sure and seems to be part of the game plan so hopefully they continue to get him involved um moving on to the tight end position your guy trey uh mr dan arnold rostered in 39 percent of leagues right now he had seven targets four receptions for 60 yards last week since week five dan arnold has a 18.67 target share which he was traded to the jags in week four um, which, you know, that target share right now is eighth in the league. That's above Gasecki, above Schultz, right behind guys like Kelsey, Pitts, Waller. Uh, it's the second straight week that Arnold has led the team in catches, receiving yards, and targets. So to me, Dan Arnold is an absolute must add at tight end. Um, there's no way there's 60% of leagues out there that are content at their tight end position you know what i mean like i think people are just being like complacent like they just don't even care they're like oh my tight end's good enough like we'll yeah. see what happens like pay attention man that's how leagues are won people really sleep like like it's kind of funny like i i, I put a lot of effort in like tight ends and defense like things like that because like that that'll really make a difference in your points yeah like one of my highest scoring people are players in my leagues this week was the Patriots defense it got me 21 points you have to pay attention to like these weird outliers and Dan Arnold is consistent as fuck he's super good as far as like the Jaguars go he's really he's a great floor as a tight end I mean honestly he's he's like the reason like I love to play fantasy football I I, I saw him coming up and I called it and I love it yeah, he hasn't had, you know, like the big game yet because he hasn't got in the end zone. That's mostly due to um, the Jaguars just really being a terrible team 
overall right now. Uh, if this team was even like just like twentieth in the league and offense, honestly, they have skill. Like, it's just a terrible, terrible coach. Like uh, they could just <laughs> score the ball, man. They'd have multiple guys that like Dan Arnold would probably really be one of them. He'd be up there in points. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you go back to week five when he got his first start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has thirty targets in four games. Thirty targets. That, that's a huge target share for a tight end. That's what I'm and, saying. I mean, folks. And and as as you're saying, like, it's just a matter of time before he finds the end zone. Um Yep. You know, it's a little tough because the offense as a whole isn't good. But I mean, that kind of target share, like, you're gonna get a very consistent floor with him week in, week out. Uh buy or sell Dan Arnold leads the team in targets next week against the Colts. He's done it the past two weeks. Bye. I mean, just leading the team in targets for sure. What did you say? I mean, just all, all he said was lead, <laughs> what he, said? He, said, he said leading team in targets he, or what? For sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. I was like, or what? <laughs> or sure? Um, yeah. Okay, he didn't lead him actually in week eight against Seattle. Jamal Agnew. I'm sorry, disrespect in Jamal Agnew out here. Yeah. Had 12 targets, but Dan Arnold did have 10 targets last week, and he did lead the team this week in targets. Will he do it again week 10 against the Colts? God, that's such a hard one. I am going to sell it just because three weeks in a row, the tight end like leading in targets. It would man. be two weeks in a row. Week eight, he was second in the team in targets. Yeah, I- I'll sell it. I love Dan Arnold, but that, I mean, that, that should be, it'd be wild for him. I'm going to sell also um, just out of the sheer, like who knows what the hell is going to happen at this offense week to week. So um, I'll sell it as well. Honestly, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, you guys try to convince me. I'm still going on my buy. You know, that the Colts are giving up almost 17 points a game to tight ends. It's like the fifth yeah. worst in the league. That's why I did it though. Like he could have a big game next week. Like I'm going to take it. Like, but he could also have a big game and not lead the team in targets. They could throw Jamal Agnew the ball twenty times and watch him get three receptions. That's that is that is a fair point. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm still, I'm gonna buy it. Fuck it. Uh, Tyler Conklin, the Conklin, thirty six percent roster rate right now, um, but definitely worth an add at the tight end position. He's honestly just kind of claimed a role in this offense the one issue with him is they really look to their their receivers in the red zone Justin Jefferson obviously and Adam Thielen get pretty much all the red zone targets um so Conklin last week seven receptions five or seven targets five receptions 45 yards he supplies a nice floor there with those targets for the tight end position though so definitely worth a stream week to week you just hope that he can maybe get in the end zone Jefferson and, and Thielen seem to have that role in the red zone. I mean, yeah, he looks like a good pickup, honestly. I mean, oh, it, we were saying the same thing. It feels like week after week after week after like the top five tight ends, it's pretty much kind of a crapshoot. Seems like after like kind of like the top eight tight ends now, it'd be like kind of a crapshoot. The floor really drops, and Conklin's in that area, but he's entering like the safe start. Um, as far as like safe floor. So he's definitely not a bad pickup. Yeah, I mean, do you think that Conklin might become like the baby Gronk? 
Conk Gronk. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe a little correlation there. Conk. No, Conk I think I think <laughs> the, the next guy on our list is the next Gronkowski. Pat Fryermuth. Oh come on now! It's all about that. He's just replacing Heath Miller. He's the same guy. Hey, I'll take a Heath Miller on my team whenever I can. Oh, for sure, <laughs> dude. Heath Miller was a stud for yeah. a long time. Yeah, if I can get Heath Miller on my roster or on like my dynasty roster right now, yeah. Um, Fryermuth was a guy that I liked for dynasty before the season started. Uh, right now, he's still only rostered in forty nine percent of leagues. And that is slowly climbing week to week, especially with Ebron being out. Um, Friar Moose really showing the world what he can do. And on Monday Night Football, he had a huge, huge week. So this week it's going to be tough because if you haven't picked him up yet, you're going to have to pay for him now um, after his big game on Monday Night Football. Six targets, five receptions, 43 yards, and two touchdowns. Finished the night with 18.8 fantasy points. Um, so a bright spot on this offense that was not looking great all night. Uh, that's an understatement. They were <laughs> god awful. The offense line was terrible. Um, Ben, you know, is just—he's thirty-nine years old, and I mean, looks he looks it. like a mummy that's already in his tomb. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. I mean, he's thirty-nine and looks sixty-eight. So <laughs> you know, um. But one of the few people in the NFL I look at and I'm just like, I might be able to do that a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and honestly, some of the play calling was a bit questionable on the Steelers side. Um, but, out, you know, getting back to Pat, Pat Fryer move from a fantasy perspective, I think even when Ebron comes back, he's earned um, targets and looks week to week. I think he has value moving forward for the rest of the season. For sure. I, I think when Ebron comes back, Frymuth is probably still your starter. On the, oh, for like, sure. At, like, Ebron even, wasn't getting more than two targets a game. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about like from the Steelers in general. Like if I was like, you know, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm like, uh, no, Pat's my starter now. Uh, yeah. Eric, you get to, you know, play whatever, like go play special teams. I don't know. At least for the receiving work, right? You know, um, Ebron, you still have in for maybe right – Run blocking situations. I, I, I don't say at this point. Fryermuth is probably the better blocker. Probably Ebron's better never really known too, as a yeah. blocker. Yeah. Well, Ebron has only played more snaps than Fryermuth in one game this season before Ebron got injured. Yeah. So Fryermuth yes. was already playing more snaps, and now he's just doing even better with Ebron out. So it pretty much solidifies what you guys are getting at. Yeah. So I mean, you know, last week was probably the last week to pick up Pat Fryermuth. At a discount. Now you're going to have to probably pay up if he's available in your in your leagues even. Well, three touchdowns in two weeks. Just There's always going to be one guy that just wants to put up a bunch of fab for for the, for the touchdowns he's seeing, you know. Uh, this next guy, Adam Troutman, another guy that had some hype coming into the season, hasn't um, manifested at all. <laughs> Um, but Troutman has now managed six or more targets, um, 13 total, that is, in the past two games. So it seems like they're coming back to him and, and trying to get him more involved, um, especially with Trevor Simeon playing, you know, maybe looking for the big body, easy uh, receptions uh, to the tight end. So Troutman's kind of a guy that's back on the rise. Um, you know, you can get him for free. So he's a good stash right now. He's still a young second-year tight end. 
typically we don't see these guys break out till like year three, you know, year four even. So, um, but it could happen on this on the back ha- half of the season. So I think Adam Troutman is definitely worth a look at the tight end position. Yeah, I would just want to add that like anytime you have a change at quarterback, it changes who is going to be productive in the offense. I mean, Adam Troutman's numbers, honestly, they're almost completely irrelevant. It went with a, a quarterback like Taysom Hill maybe taking over, which is what we assume is going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it looks good for him. This is someone you could pick up, and hopefully he has a good second half of the season for you it, once the offense changes. See, the thing is, like, we're so f- in the Champagne era, right? There hasn't been a tight end to produce on this offense except for Jimmy Graham. That was seven years of his last time he was on a tight end produced for this offense. Yep. And that's with Drew Brees, you know, one of the best quarterbacks to ever do this, to play the game, running this offense. Um, the offense hasn't changed in, you know, the decade that Champagne's been there. I don't expect it to change going forward. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, honestly, I'm fine with Troutman staying on, my, on the waiver wire. I have no, I don't want any piece of it, honestly. Yeah, definitely be in the deeper, deeper leagues. Like you're, you're not starting him, you know. Next week, um, definitely need to see a little bit more consistency. But he's a deep, deep stream at this point. Um, um, in my opinion, especially if you know Trevor Simeon stays the quarterback, obviously he's looking his way. Um, but you know, with Taysom Hill maybe taking over next week, um, who knows, right? So. Um, definitely a deeper league stash, maybe a dynasty stash, but that's probably it at this point. Uh, moving on to the quarterbacks, we got a few on here. We'll mention, um, for now, Carson Wentz, uh, had another good fantasy game last week. Um, one of his best games of the season, uh, threw for three touchdowns, um, now in two straight games and has 17 um, over nine weeks, 17 touchdowns. That is so, um, he's got a good matchup in week 10 against the Jaguars. And I think he's definitely worth a roster spot at this point. If we're being real, Carson Wentz's floor at this point is like 17 points. Mm -hmm. You know, the only time he's performed under 17 points, he played against the Titans and had a horrible game. Um, had 7.7 points, won't get into it too much. Uh, essentially, he scored two touchdowns in every game besides that horrible Titans game and the game against the Rams. All season, two touchdowns. Yeah. Besides, you know, one and a half games, you would say. Like, and, it's crazy. And I feel like we've been saying when's his name for like three or four weeks in a row now. Like, like as of eight out of nine games, he's giving you at least 17 points. That's a, yep. about as solid as a four you could get for a quarterback. Yeah, he's not necessarily he's not gonna get you like that big. You're not gonna get thirty points from him, but like week in week out, if you can trust seventeen, eighteen to you know twenty points a game, like that's easy money. Dude, he's ten overall in quarterbacks on sleeper and half PPR leagues, but tenth overall. That means that he should be starting every week. It's it's on. It has to be name. It has to be name that people are just like I can't pick him up. (laughs) Well, you know, next week you definitely can. He's got a good matchup. Um, probably top streamer um, on on most people's waiver wires for this week. So, um, yeah, he is playing Jacksonville. I mean, yep. If you're looking for a replacement for Burrow, you got one. I, I'd be a little weary 
Hey, it might be fluky, but that Jacksonville defense figures something out to stop the Bills. That's true. Okay, they held the Bills to three points. It was just the Josh Allen effect. It, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> he is a killer athlete, but I mean, who knows? Maybe finally something might have clicked for the Jaguars and Urban Meyer. I don't know. I, I'd be a little weary, but definitely the, the floor is nice. So, like, why not? Typical Bills to do that to us, though. You know, get everyone hyped up and then lose to the Jags 9-6. to six. Um the next guy on the board, Trey Lance, rostered in 29% of leagues right now. And the reason why his name is being brought up is the fact that the Niners are 3-4. and four. Um, And they just lost to the Cardinals, who didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins. So that's bad. Um, you know, Jimmy G did still throw for 326 yards and two scores and an interception. But um, that all pretty much came in garbage time. You know, um, Niners were losing big late in the game. For me, I think uh, Trey Lance's time could be around the corner, um, especially if they continue to lose. So this is one of those guys that, you know, you're picking up this week because, you know, they lose again next week, then you're probably going to have to pay up for Trey Lance. Eventually he'll probably take over is what I'm saying, and you're going to have to pay up. So – you want to get him while he's free. Yeah, I mean, a quarterback with rushing upside, we preach it anytime that we can preach it, or at least maybe I do. You know, any any quarterback with rushing upside, you have to at least stash him. And if they're a half decent passer, you're going to have a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, in that one game where he came in for Jimmy G, scored 20 points in one half of football. Um, and then, you know, had that start where he only put up 14.6. So yeah, but he, that, the, the upside is there, right? Massive ceiling, um, league winner. If 16 rushes, 89 yards in that, that, yeah, it was a bad game. 14.6 points, but it's like, God damn. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good rushing like upside. Yep. So obviously pick him up now before it's too late. Um, then the last quarterback here we'll mention Matt Ryan rostered in 45% of leagues. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but he's definitely picking up steam here. Played one of his best games of the year in Sunday's win over the saints shredded their defense for 343 yards, three total touch, uh, total scores. Um, so Ryan at this point, you know, definitely a streamable option. Um, or definitely a good backup option to have on your bench uh, moving forward. It's weird to say, but he's he's more volatile than Carson Wentz. Dude, I was just thinking that. Like yeah. it's he he's just so much more inconsistent. Like just just looking at the last what? Oh, it, it actually, it's pretty good for the most part. But I mean, in between like his twenty eight, twenty nine point games, he has seven point games, fourteen point games, six point games. You just don't know what you're going to get. You know, I ended up starting him when he had seven points last week, and I you know, bit the bullet on that. So Matt Ryan seems to be very inconsistent, but he definitely has a higher ceiling than Carson Wentz. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's definitely the more boomer bust play at quarterback in terms of streaming. But um, this week he's playing a pretty putrid Dallas defense who just got carved up by Teddy Bridgewater, for God's sakes. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking to stream somebody, Matt Ryan should definitely be higher in the list. 
All right. Uh, Stink, you got any defense worth looking to add? Yeah, you're welcome if you're looking for a defense because I got a really good one. 8% of leagues. The Tennessee Titans defense is rostered in. And I got a feeling that if anyone's actually paying attention in your league, I hope they are not for your sake, though. (laughs) But, I mean, it, it seems pretty obvious the Tennessee defense is on a roll lately. Um, they had 16 fantasy points versus the Rams last week, 13 versus the Colts week before, 20 versus the Chiefs. That varies greatly depending on which platform you're on. But this week they're playing the Saints team, still settling into like another quarterback. Who knows if it's going to be Simeon, Taysom Hill. If it's Simeon, honestly, it looks even better for him. Um, but they held the Rams to 16 points, and they held the Chiefs to three points. Tennessee Titans defense. So uh, they're going, going up against the Saints, you know, like I said, settling into a new quarterback. Why can they not perform the same, right? Definitely be able to pick him up in pretty much any league you're in. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy. Like, they were supposed to be, they're supposed to be like one of the worst defense out there, but like half their games is over this year, they've scored double-digit points. Those turnovers. Those, yeah, turnovers are huge. And like and it does seem they're coming. I mean, they just shut down one of like the best offenses in the league, if not the best offense in the league, you know, in the Rams. So that's saying something. Not to mention they also shut down the Chiefs early in the year. Uh did poorly against Buffalo, but you know, most people have it outside of Jacksonville for whatever reason. Um, but no, that's a great just a great pick. I mean, their their ability to show up when they want to show up is it's honestly impressive. I'm just, I was surprised that they were available in 92% of leagues. Tyler's going to steal them right out from under you now. Yeah, better, <laughs> better pull out your wallets, boys. Get All that my bad on a defense. Uh, I got one more buy or sell to close us out here. Um, and I'm going to go right for your heartstrings. I'm going to go for your boy, Naeem Hines, in what on paper should be a good matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you think he can do it again 13-plus points next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm selling because he's going to have 11.8. <laughs> That's so specific. Watch him have 11.8, too. Mark it down, folks. He'll be around that area. Ooh, boy. It's because of the touchdown. The touchdown inflated his points, man. I just... As much as I would like to see it, I, I'm really like, 13 is a little too high for me. If it was 12, I would have bought it. All right. Buy or sell 11.5 points. Oh. Wait, which one are we going on? Are you just changing it on the fly? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Damn. Oh, man. Just going to put it like right where I think it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Vegas. I will. Yeah, some early buyers came in. We had to adjust the line. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sell it. Fuck Vegas, dude. <laughs> now he's gonna get even less points. Eleven point five, Tyler. Nine Hines, Jaguars. Oh, man, eleven point five makes it way harder. Like thirteen and a half. It like that was gonna be a pretty easy sell for me. Uh, the, for whatever reason, the Jags are actually like decent against running backs. Um, they don't give a lot of passing yards either. So like they were actually their defense is you know not. Not First terrible. of all, you guys are assuming the Colts are even going to score next week. Offense is terrible. <laughs> We're just assuming this. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they the shut bills down the Bills. Didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm going to 
go out on a, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that was kind of fluky. <laughs> yeah. um, oh boy, so eleven and a half, huh? Running out of time. Three. All right. Two. <laughs> all, right. all right. I'm gonna Fine. sell. I'm gonna okay. sell because they don't give a ton of passing yards to to running backs, and that's where Hines excels at. You guys are so boring. Be, um, I'm gonna sell too. We're boring. You're agreeing with us. <laughs> He's gonna be finishing that ten point area. Who cares? I thought I could get you, but yeah, sell. So you wouldn't start nine minds then this week. This yeah, week. not this week. And that's uh, hard to do after last week's performance, but yeah. 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 I'll With that it. said, I'll be starting him in our dynasty league <laughs> where there is no running backs to be. As a little, okay, 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 put that in perspective. This is a 14 team half point PPR dynasty league. Like the waiver wire. With a big, pretty big bench and I think two or three IR spots. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we have three IR spots and like a nine person bench. Three I mean, taxis. Yeah, it's it's super it's super deep. Like the Couple waiver minor wire. league teams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was hoping they were going to bring back the European league and uh, pick up some guys off that. They didn't do it. <laughs> some XFL players in there, uh, but that'll do it for our waiver wire episode. So good luck with your waivers this week. Uh, we will be back Friday morning with a matchup episode. Uh, so good luck with all your waivers. Catch us um, on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Like, subscribe, and we'll holla at you guys later. Pick up Dan Arnold. <laughs> Dan Arnold.